You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we return here with another episode of Locked On Ravens. I am your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire. Amazing selection of live below prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And we've returned here. It's a Thursday episode here on Locked On Ravens. And it's a very special Thursday episode coming to you after the 2021 NFL full schedule reveal for all 32 NFL teams. And the day yesterday on Wednesday, it started off with a bang as the full week one schedule was released in the morning. And then right before about around 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, we had the full schedules released. Some teams releasing a couple minutes before others, but now we know. We know who the Ravens will be playing. We know when the Ravens will be playing, and we know where the Ravens will be playing. It used to be we knew who the Ravens were playing and where they were playing, but we didn't know when. So now all of the details are there for us, and I want to dive into that today because it's really important. The Ravens obviously having a very tough schedule. We'll talk about just how tough it is, but I'm still confident that this team can go out there and put on a show for a full season of football. So we're just going to talk schedule today with very minor updates regarding the Ravens and some roster moves here in this first segment. So I'm just going to read through the schedule here in this first segment. We'll talk briefly about each game. And then in the second and third segments, I'll dive into the first half of the season. And then we'll talk about the second half of the season in the third segment. So again, an itinerary for today will run down on the schedule in the first segment as well as talking about some minor roster moves for the Ravens. Then in the second segment, we'll talk about the first half of the 2021 schedule for Baltimore. And then finally, in the third segment, we'll talk about the second half of the schedule for the Baltimore Ravens. So we're going to dive right in here again. On Apple Podcasts, our shows seem to be coming back for people, but if one day, you know, you wake up and you don't see our latest show on Apple Podcasts, you know, a Monday through Friday show that we put out is 6 a.m. Eastern Time, it is somewhere else. Apple Podcasts has had some issues with uploading certain podcasts, getting them out on time. So again, if you don't see our shows on Apple Podcasts, be sure to check it out on Spotify, TuneIn, Odyssey, Megaphone, and much, much more. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnRavens and my personal account at ChaosStriker34 for any Ravens news analysis updates, historical perspectives, free agency analysis, schedule analysis, draft analysis, and much, much more. So let's just jump right in here. Let's start off with the minor roster moves the Ravens had yesterday, and that is that they have signed half of their rookie class to contracts. Half of their rookie class have inked their rookie deals, and that includes top pick Rashad Bateman, for Bateman, he'll be making just over $12 million over his four-year deal. You know, these rookie contracts don't really, you know, there's not a lot of wiggle room. So you're kind of locked into a set price almost. But for this team, it's good to kind of get these guys under contract. And with rookie mini camps starting to ramp up and that whole process is going to get started very soon. Right, the Ravens, I think it's just nice to get it over with, get the guys under contract, and just go from there. So the four rookies who the Ravens ended up getting under contract, Rashad Bateman, their first-round pick wide receiver, Sean Wade, the cornerback out of Ohio State, their fifth-round selection, Dalen Hayes, the edge rusher, another fifth-round selection, and H-back, you know, fullback slash tight end, whatever you want to call them, Ben Mason, their other fifth-round pick. So their three fifth-round picks and one of their two first-round picks are under contract. The four remaining rookies for Baltimore are not signed their rookie contracts yet. 
It's Adafi Owe, it's Ben Cleveland, it's Brandon Stevens, and it is Tylen Wallace. So for the Ravens, I think that they have a lot of work to do just in terms of getting these rookies up to speed. And so getting them under contract, it's great. It's a great thing to have. And, you know, it's pretty much all a guarantee that they will get under contract at some point. Some rookies do hold out, but I'm confident that the Ravens rookies this year will be just fine. So with that out of the way, the roster moves out of the way. Let's talk about the exciting part here, the 2021 schedule. Not not the talking about signing rookies isn't exciting because it is, but the 2021 schedule certainly, you know, I think is the main event here and was the main event of yesterday. So again, I'm just going to run down the schedule here, briefly put a few comments in about each game, and then we'll dive more in depth to it in the second and third segment. So Starting off, the Ravens are playing the Las Vegas Raiders week one, Monday night football, the first Monday night football game of the 2021 season, Monday, September 13th at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. The Ravens will get their first glance at the Raiders' new stadium in Las Vegas, and they'll see some familiar faces, wide receivers John Brown and Willie Sneed, tight end Darren Waller, and also defensive end Yannick Ngakwe. Next, the Ravens will be coming home and playing another primetime game, this time on Sunday Night Football. They'll be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, right? This is the matchup we've all been looking for. Some people, I think, wanted it later in the year, but here we are in Week 2, Sunday, September 19th at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time, a home game at M&T Bank Stadium. Lamar Jackson will hopefully be able to pick up his first win against Patrick Mahomes and company. Then Week 3, the Ravens are back on the road going to Ford Field and playing the Detroit Lions again on the road Sunday, September 26th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Week 4, same thing, on the road again, heading back out west, playing the Denver Broncos Sunday, October 3rd, 4.25 p.m. Will it be Drew Locke? Will it be Teddy Bridgewater? A lot of questions for the Baltimore Ravens in terms of who they're facing at quarterback against the Denver Broncos. But whoever it is, it'll be, I think, an interesting game, especially because the Broncos are one of the underrated teams in the league. I think they've improved their secondary quite a bit. They're getting Von Miller back. They have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball as well. So that'll be a good game, I think, a sneakily good game, honestly. Week 5, third primetime game in five weeks already for the Baltimore Ravens. Week 5, Monday, October 11th, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Home against the Indianapolis Colts on Monday Night Football. And look, the Ravens have earned, you know, the right to be in these primetime games, to be under the bright lights. It wasn't a surprise to me that the Ravens got all these primetime games, but I do think it's just an ode to how consistently competitive they've been over the past few years and how electric their team is, obviously headed up by Lamar Jackson. Week 6, another home game, Sunday, October 17th, 1 p.m. against the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert will be coming to town. Hopefully, the Ravens will be able to stifle him. The Ravens' defense has some success against younger quarterbacks, rookies, second-year, even some third-year guys, so maybe the Ravens' defense will be a bit too confusing when Herbert faces them for the first time around. Then the Ravens get their first look at Joe Burrow ever since the 2020 season, Week 7, Sunday, October 24th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, a home game against the Cincinnati Bengals Burrow. That'll be his first time back in Baltimore since the Ravens obliterated the Bengals' offensive line, sacked Burrow multiple times, and ultimately blew out the Bengals at home there. So that'll be an interesting matchup. I think the Bengals are an improved team, but I think the Ravens might still have a bit more juice than them in 2021. Week 8 is the bye. I think this is a nice spot to have a bye. It's not too early in the year. It's not too late in the year. And now with the 18th week added on, you know, it's more towards the 
first half of the year, but still, I think a, a nice in the middle-ish time to have a bye to regroup, get healthy for a bit, and gear up for the final part of the year. And then week nine, another home game, the week nine matchup against the Minnesota Vikings Sunday, November 7th at one o'clock PM. Kirk Cousins will be coming to Baltimore and that's a matchup that we'll see Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson in Baltimore as well. So the Ravens cornerbacks will have some work to do and also an improved Minnesota defense, not to mention Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Week 10, the Ravens are back on the primetime grind. Not a Monday or Sunday night game, though. This is on Thursday night, Thursday, November 11th at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time. This is the Tua Tugvailoa show, and he'll be welcoming the Baltimore Ravens to Miami. Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins, the, the Florida Ravens. There are more. The Florida Ravens will be going down to Florida and playing in Miami for that one. Week 11, they will be going up north. They play in Miami week 10, have that warm weather game. Then in week 11, they head up north in a cold weather game and will be playing the Chicago Bears week 11, Sunday, November 21st, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. This is another quarterback question. Will it be Andy Dalton? Will it be Justin Fields? Only time will tell. Week 12, the Ravens head back home and play the Cleveland Browns Sunday, November 28th at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time, their fifth and final primetime game. Teams are only allowed to have five primetime games, so it makes sense that the Ravens would match up with the Browns once on primetime. The two had a phenomenal primetime game week 14 of last season, so hopefully it will live up to those expectations. Week 13, the Ravens head back on the road to Heinz Field and play the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday, December 5th at 4.25 p.m. Eastern Time. The Ravens getting a bit of a priority time there at 425, but still, this is a good game. It should be a good game, should be a good matchup. The Ravens-Steelers rivalry never disappoints. Week 14, the Ravens play the Browns again. So three weeks, two Browns matchups. Week 14, Sunday, December 12th at 1 o'clock p.m. The Browns actually have their bye during week 13. So they'll have two cracks at the Ravens in a row. And they'll have that prep time during the bye to prepare for them in week 14. Week 15, Aaron Rodgers comes to town as the Green Bay Packers play the Ravens Sunday, December 19th at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Maybe Aaron Rodgers will come to town. Maybe Aaron Rodgers won't come to town, depending on his situation in Green Bay. Maybe it will be Jordan Love, but if Aaron Rodgers does remain on the team and is healthy, it will be Rodgers in Baltimore and also Devontae Adams as well. Week 16, Sunday, December 26th at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Ravens, will be going on the road to face in Ohio. That game again, if Joe Burrow still remains healthy, and hopefully he will remain healthy, the Ravens will be matching up against that wide receiver room of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd with their star-studded cornerback room. Week 17, the Los Angeles Rams travel to Baltimore in that 17th game that was added to the schedule. Marcus Peters, another revenge game in store. He had some comments about the Rams earlier a couple weeks ago, so that'll be an entertaining game for sure. And finally, week 18, the Ravens end at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday, January 9th at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So my big takeaways here from the schedule... The Ravens will have to face five division opponents in their last seven games. They will also, in that stretch, have the Green Bay Packers and Los Angeles Rams sprinkled into that stretch. That That's pretty tough. And in their early game season schedule is not a cakewalk either. The Chiefs in there, the Colts in there, the Chargers in there, the Vikings in there. This is a tough schedule. They have the second toughest schedule in the league in 2021. They'll have to fight to make the playoffs this year. I mean, I, I don't doubt that they will make the playoffs. That's not a concern of mine. 
but they're going to be battle-tested. I mean, this is a tough schedule, but Baltimore, I think, has what it takes to come out victorious in most of these games and make some noise in 2021. We're going to head into our first break here, but when we return, we're going to be diving into the first half of the 2021 schedule for the Baltimore Ravens in a bit more detail, so stay tuned for that, and we'll be right back. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need into a traditional chain storefront. Wind off from pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How'd you hear? about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection rely below prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and we return here with our second segment of this thursday edition of locked on ravens kevin i'll strike your host still hanging out with you here and we're not going to dive into the first half of the ravens 2021 schedule in a bit more detail we ran through the whole thing in the first segment but now in these next two segments i want to dive into a bit more detail so let's start off on week one the Las Vegas Raiders will be hosting the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football. The Ravens starting off in prime time. And yeah, I mean, the Ravens do deserve this. I mean, this is something where they have all these prime time games because of the fact that they are such an electric team, as I talked a tiny bit about in the first segment. But the game against Las Vegas, I mentioned the Derek Carr versus Lamar Jackson quarterback battle a little bit. And I mentioned that it could be interesting in terms of just how underrated I think it's going to be because obviously Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback. That's not what I'm saying. But I think the Raiders offense, Derek Carr, they don't get enough credit. They have the weapons out there. And I think that they have the potential to give the Ravens a fight now where I think the Ravens will probably end up winning this game as their offense will just be too much for the Raiders defense. The Raiders defense was horrible last season. And they've improved. The addition of Ngakwe should help. Trevon Merrig was a pick on that defensive side of the ball that should help. They also added a few more pieces as well. But for me, maybe the Ravens' defense struggles out of the gate. I don't see that happening, though. I think where this game is won, though, by the Ravens, like where you see the defining plays in this game, are going to be on the offensive side of the ball. I think the Raiders will have trouble stopping the Ravens' offense. And the Ravens are Week 1 Warriors over the last four seasons, outscoring their Week 1 opponents 164-19. to I mean... The Raiders could be in for a bit of a thrashing just because it is week one of the season. But I'd predict this. I said the Ravens would probably go on the road. You know, the Orioles had a series of the Blue Jays. And, you know, that wasn't the full reason why this game was put here on, on primetime and everything, I'm sure. But this should be a good game. I think that the Ravens will get this win here. I think that Baltimore should be able to come out you know, and play well, both on the offense and defensive sides of the ball, get out to an early lead, an early start. They also get a West Coast game out of the way early, which I think is really important because, you know, later in the year, I think it gets more taxing to travel to the West Coast and across the country. So that's good as well. And then moving on to week two, this is arguably one of the biggest matchups of the season already happening in week two. The Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens on Sunday night football. This is a game everybody's been looking forward to really ever since the Ravens lost in week three to the Kansas City Chiefs in 2020. And that was a game where the Ravens just had that horrible second quarter. They really couldn't get anything going on offense anyway. The Chiefs outscored the Ravens 21-7 in that second quarter. Patrick Mahomes finished with 385 yards and four touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, on the contrary, finished with 97 yards and a touchdown. So 
Mahomes lit up the Ravens' defense, was tearing them apart. Patrick Queen, this was his worst game of the season, got benched throughout part of it just because he could not keep up. And he was a rookie at that time, still kind of fresh legs there, you know, very new to the NFL game. So I don't blame, you know, going up against Andy Reid's offense and Patrick Mahomes that he would struggle a bit. I think this game will be a bit different, though. I think that obviously the Chiefs have improved their offensive line. Orlando Brown Jr. is part of that, but... I don't know. I see the Ravens as a bit more of a threat to the Chiefs this year just because I think they're well-balanced. You know, last year, they were still trying to find their identity. And, you know, even after having two good games against Cleveland and Houston in Weeks 1 and 2 last year, it seemed like this was the game where Baltimore went away from their identity and they couldn't really find it until the back half of the season. I think this year, they're going to come out with an identity and they're going to stick with it. And unless it goes horribly wrong... They're going to be able to throw the football better. They're going to be able to help that with their run game and have their run game work better because of that. And that will help the Ravens keep up with the Chiefs because, look, if the Ravens can't get pressure with four guys on the defensive side of the ball against Patrick Mahomes, they're probably not going to win the game because if you blitz the Chiefs, you probably lose the game. That's just how it goes. The Chiefs have too many weapons, and that's how it is. So the Ravens are going to have to rely on a big game from Lamar Jackson and a big game from their pass rush in this one. And then moving on to Week 3, The Lions away. This should be a game the Ravens will honestly probably win in a blowout. You know, I don't think Jared Goff in the Lions offense is going to do much against this Ravens defense. I don't think the Lions defense is going to go out there and make the Ravens put a goose egg on the board or single digit points on the board. This is a game they should win pretty handily. I just don't see any star power on either side of the ball for the Lions. They're definitely in a rebuilding phase, especially after trading Matthew Stafford away, who the Ravens will see later in the year. But yeah, I I just don't see a way where the Ravens lose this game. This is going to be a very important game because you can't drop games like this and then, you know, expect to pick it up later and say, oh, we'll just get it back in week 15 against the Packers or week 17 against the Rams or, you know, week 12 against the Browns. You, you have to win the games you're supposed to win if you want to make noise in the playoffs, get a good playoff seed, get where you want to be. You have to win those types of games. So I think the Ravens will win this one in a blowout. And honestly, same thing with the Broncos in week four. The Ravens will be on the West Coast. They will be playing at 425. I don't believe anybody on the roster has sickle cell, so they would be not able to play in Denver due to the high altitude. It would have been an issue with John Brown, but he is in Oakland, so that's not going to matter here. So I don't know. I think even if it is Teddy Bridgewater as opposed to Drew Locke, I don't see an issue for the Ravens in this game. It's going to be closer, I think, than the Lions game. I think the Broncos have a more competitive roster, but I think that the Ravens just have more star power on their roster than the Broncos. They will be able to, I think, lock down Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick in that whole Broncos receiver room. I think that they'll be able to shut down the run. And then once they do that, you know, Drew Locke also, he's a young quarterback. So I don't know if he'll be able to do anything against the Ravens defense. And then I think Lamar Jackson, even though the Broncos secondary is improved, their front seven does have a few holes on it. Not not a lot, but a few. They're getting Von Miller back. They have Shelby Harris and a couple of guys who are really nice, but I think this is a win for the Ravens. Week five, the Indianapolis Colts coming to Baltimore to play on Monday Night Football. This is a game where I can see it really going either way for the Ravens. It's going to be difficult to win this game. I just think because they'll be coming back from the West Coast, they'll have that extra day from Sunday, October 3rd to Monday, October 11th. But Carson Wentz, right? Is he going to be an improvement over Philip Rivers? I say yes. 
The Ravens had a bit of trouble with the Colts early on in the game in 2020. They ended up coming alive in the second half off of a fumble that Chuck Clark recovered and returned for a touchdown. This is really tough. I could see this being a loss for the Ravens. It's really a 50-50 chance for me, though. It's a game where I'll, I'll say right now they win it, but I could easily flip-flop on this just because, you know, Darius Leonard is a matchup problem for the Ravens. They also have a bunch of really good guys on their front seven. Their secondary is decently good. So I think that this could be not a trap game, but a game where the Ravens could lose. But I'll, I'll say they win it for now. Week six, I think this is a win, although it's a very close one. Justin Herbert, obviously, rookie of the year, very good quarterback, but is a young quarterback. And the Chargers, I think, do have a young roster. Derwin James presents a matchup problem. He's really one of the only players in the NFL who almost perfectly matches up with Lamar Jackson. Joey Bosa, if he's healthy, he's on that line as well. So that, that defensive matchup and even the offensive matchup as well is going to be tough for the Ravens. But I think at the end of the day, is going to come down to Lamar Jackson having more experience over Justin Herbert and Justin Herbert maybe not seeing this Ravens defense before and then having trouble with diagnosing calls at the line and all the exotic packages that Don Martindale has. Week 7, I think this is a win. I think the Bengals' offensive line is still nowhere near where it needs to be. I think even though Jamar Chase is definitely a problem and will be a problem for years to come in the league, the Ravens will just run circles around this offensive line, and, and I think that'll be an easy win for the Ravens, especially at home. Week 8, I kind of talked about the bye. I think this is a good place to have a bye. It'd be nice to have it maybe Week 9, Week 10, but, you know, Week 8, I'm not complaining. Week 9, the Minnesota Vikings, I think another very close game. You know, right now I haven't had the Ravens lose a game. I don't think this would be the game they lose. I honestly think it could be against Miami or against Chicago. But look, if we're saying that the Ravens will lose against the Colts, it'll be interesting to see if they come back and, you know, have that. It's a four-game homestand, so if they lose against the Colts and then win the remaining three games of that homestand in Week 6, Week 7, and Week 9, hey, I'll take that. So I'll do that, and I'll say that the Ravens will lose that game against the Colts, and then they'll win against the Vikings because those are two games that can easily be flip-flopped. You know, the Ravens could beat the Colts, lose to the Vikings. They could lose to the Colts and beat the Vikings. So, I mean, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson, a decent defensive unit there. It'll be a close one, but I'll say the Ravens win it. And yeah, that'll be a win for Baltimore. Week 10, Thursday night against the Miami Dolphins. This is an interesting one. I do think the Ravens lose this one. Actually, I think the Dolphins have a good roster. They stack talent. This is going to be a game that I think is going to be a close one, but I think the Ravens actually dropped this one in prime time to Tua Tagvailoa. It could be that the Ravens defense, again, kind of like Justin Herbert, he hasn't seen it before, it becomes a bit of an issue. But at the end of the day, I think that the Dolphins have a much improved roster. They made some noise in the 2020 season, and, and I think they're going to be even better in 2021. They could even challenge the Bills for the AFC East title. So, Really, really tough schedule early on for the Ravens. It gets tougher later. There are a few winnable games in here, obviously. You know, the Lions, the Broncos, the Bengals. But easily here, I could see the Ravens going, you know, two losses in this stretch, whether it be to the Colts and the Dolphins or, or the Vikings and the Dolphins. I could see two losses in this stretch. You know, obviously, the Chiefs are a big one as well, but I think they get that win. And I think that Lamar Jackson gets over that hump. We're going to head into our final break now, but when we return, we're going to be taking a look at the final part of the Ravens 2021 full schedule, so stay tuned for that, and we'll be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. 
Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And we return here with our final segment of this Thursday edition of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostriker is still here with you. And we talked about the first half of the Ravens schedule. I had them going around 7-2 and two so far in their first nine games. But now heading into week 11 where the Ravens face the Chicago Bears away. Yeah, I, I think this is, should be a win for Baltimore, you know, regardless of who starts at quarterback for the Bears, whether it is. Andy Dalton, or whether it is Justin Fields. The Bears' defense is good, but I think the Ravens' offense is better. And then the Bears' offense, you know, headlined by Allen Robinson, David Montgomery's in there as well. I don't know. I I just feel like the Ravens have better defensive firepower than the Bears have on offense. So, I don't know. Justin Fields could come in, light the world on fire, but if it's Andy Dalton, you know, that's definitely in my book, I think, a win. And even if it is Fields, the Ravens, as I mentioned, they do really well against young signal callers, rookie, second year, third year guys even. So I think that should be a win for the Ravens. But now here's where the tough stretch begins and the Ravens will have had to have a good early start to their year or else things could get a bit dicey heading into the postseason. Week 12, Sunday, November 28th, Sunday night football against the Cleveland Browns at home. I think this one is a win, but I don't think they win both games against Cleveland. We'll talk a bit about that in a few minutes here. This is a game where I think the Ravens are going to show up. They're going to show up and they're going to say, hey, you know what? The Browns are good, but we're better and we can go toe-to-toe with them. We beat them twice last year. People are writing us off because the Browns have all these weapons and they did this in the offseason, did that in the offseason. Well, the Ravens had a a quieter offseason than Cleveland, but I still think they're going to come in and win this game at home. And then they're going to go on the road against Pittsburgh and win that game as well. I think Pittsburgh is going to fall off a bit this year. I don't think they'll be as good. They lost a couple of big defensive playmakers. And I think that Ben Roethlisberger might not have the year that he had last year, despite the fact that, you know, he was the fastest quarterback getting the ball out of his hand in 2020. I don't know. I just, I have a feeling Pittsburgh isn't going to be nearly as good as they were last year. And I think that's a common consensus among a lot of people. Now for this Browns game in week 14, I said that they wouldn't win both. The Browns have pretty much two shots to beat the Ravens back-to-back, week 12 and week 14, because Cleveland has a bye in week 13. So even if they lose in week 12, they can spend the entire week and the entire week after that reviewing film, figuring out what went wrong, right? Not having to study for another opponent, right? It's just Baltimore week 12 by Baltimore week 14. Plus the Ravens go to Cleveland in that game. It's just, it's just a recipe for disaster in that one. It's not that I'm not confident in the Ravens. It's just that all those factors might be a little bit difficult to overcome. So I think the Ravens will drop that one. And then honestly, week 15 is an absolute toss-up. If Aaron Rodgers is in Baltimore, I think the Ravens lose. If Aaron Rodgers is not in Baltimore, I think the Ravens win. And what I mean by that is if Aaron Rodgers gets traded away from Green Bay, I think the Ravens win. And if he does not, I think they lose. Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks right now in the NFL. He has been for quite some time. And I mean, I just think that he in the Packers defense, which I think has improved a little bit, will be better this year. And the Packers are always a good team, very well coached. And obviously, you know, as I've talked about, it's the Aaron Rodgers show, Devontae Adams there as well, Aaron Jones on the offensive side of the ball. They have some playmakers on defense too, Jair Alexander, Lamar Jackson's teammate in college at Louisville, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL 
they have some players on both sides of the ball. So I think if Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay and he comes to Baltimore with the Packers, the Ravens lose this game. But if he is not, I think the Ravens win it. Then week 16 against the Bengals away, This it doesn't matter if, they, if they're at home, if they're away. I don't think the Ravens are going to lose to the Bengals. Lamar Jackson has had crazy success against the Bengals in his career. I still don't think that changes. The Bengals improved their wide receiver room. That was already really good. They improved their offensive line a bit, but not a ton. Their defense isn't much improved. You know, I don't think Trey Hendrickson, the big pass rusher they signed for big money, I don't think he's going to be the answer. I think Baltimore rolls over this game. Week 17 is going to be a really close game. Really, really, really close game. I think the Ravens win it, though. A really close battle between Matthew Stafford and Lamar Jackson. The Rams defense, obviously Aaron Donald, who the Ravens in 2019 stifled. I think he had one total tackle. The Ravens offensive line did a phenomenal job against him. I still think it's going to be close, though. Matthew Stafford is an upgrade over Jared Goff. The Rams do have weapons there as well for Matthew Stafford to throw the football to Cooper Cup and a couple others as well, Robert Woods. So I think that with the Ravens and their offense and the Rams and their defense, obviously headlined by Jalen Ramsey and the Ravens defense out there are Marcus Peters. It'll be a physical game, a tough game, a chippy game, but the Ravens, I think, will come out on top. And finally, Week 18, at home against the Steelers, I think this is a win. Baltimore ends the season on a high note. They challenge the Browns for the AFC North title with their record. I'm saying right now, 13-4 and or 14-3. and This is a very early schedule prediction. However, things can change. You know, the record can go up in wins. It can go down in wins. But I, I feel confident in the Ravens' schedule right now based off of their roster and hopefully the addition of one or two more players. They don't have a lot of room, but one or two more veterans, namely Justin Houston. So for the Ravens, I see a 13-4, and 14-3 and three record, but obviously it's subject to change with it being so early before the season starts. That's all that I have for you today. When we get back here tomorrow, it's more Ravens talk from us rounding out the week. So stay tuned for that, and I will see you tomorrow.